Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is dedicated to one of the good ones, our mate, Nathan J. Ridd, who sadly passed away earlier this week. Rest easy, old mate. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legend Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Not yet 150 games, but it's what you fit into them, not just how many of them you've played. He's got quite the story to tell, but who is Mitchell Moses? Who is Mitchell Moses? Um, I don't know, mate. I, I grew up in um, Tilopia, um, played my junior footy at, at the Carlton Cougars, and um, I'm just I'm just an average bloke, just just doing what he loves, and uh, to be about it, I guess. What's your first memory of footy? Is it playing or is it watching the big boys? Yeah, it's 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 playing. Um, we used to play it. Uh, obviously, like I said just then, I, I played for the Carlton Cougars. Started up there, and uh, my older brother was obviously playing there as well. So um, my whole club, my whole family was invested in the club. And yep. um, my first memory is is me actually playing at at, at Bright Oval. Uh, that was our that was our home ground at, at Bright Oval there. So um, just. You know, like you said, watching watching the players before me, and then and getting out there and um, play, watching my brother, older brother, and then you know, always wanted to play. So uh, when I was at the right age, I was able to play, and yeah, it's probably my first memory is that right oval. The Carlingford Cougars, Tilopia area, my old stomping ground, right on the border <laughs> of the Eels and the Tigers catchment areas. Who did you support, yeah. and why? Yeah, I was a uh, I was a mad para fan, so uh, my old man pushed Good me man. straight into that. So yeah. <laughs> my old man, my old man pushed me straight into that. He's a he's a mental para fan and um, still has those chats with me at the moment. Not about my footy, it's about what the team's doing. So um, mate, he he loves it and he drilled into me from a young age. If Dad's a mad para fan, how proud was he when you know down the track in 2017 you actually did sign with the Parramatta Eels as a first grader. Yeah, he, he was wrapped. Um, obviously, I, I played I played a little bit of uh, junior footy at, at Parramatta, yeah. and I played Haramats Haramats footy at, at Parramatta, and um, then they brushed me and got rid of me. They didn't think I was um, big enough or uh, didn't have the talent, so um, they got rid of me and Tigers picked me up. But you know, Dad was over the moon when when I was coming back. He he supported me in, in whatever I did, I guess, and um, you know he was happy for me at the Tigers, but I think he was. He was a bit more happy when I when I come back to Parramatta. Despite your successes as a kid, because you're a superstar, um, you played in finals in junior rep footy. They did say you're too small, and I, and I think from memory, a couple of years earlier, someone at the club had said the same thing to Paul Gallon. You're in good company. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, mate, yeah, it's uh, like I said, we had a bit of success at, at Parramatta in the younger grades and um, it's always such a strong, strong um, junior club there and they've always got such strong clubs, at, uh, team, sorry. And uh, yeah, I was, t- I was told I was too small and, and um, you know, didn't have the skill and things like that. So um, I was lucky that uh, Warren McDonald picked me up at, at the Tigers, I guess. The SG ball side back with Parrell might have been Matt's in 2010. Uh, you played yeah, the Matt's, uh, Matt's. It would have been Matt's. It, 20, you... 2010, 20, yeah, 09 or 10 or something, yeah. So in 2010, uh, with Harold Matthews, you played the GF against Penrith. What do you remember about that game? Yes, I, I, I remember Bryce Cartwright absolutely tearing us to shreds. Um, mate, we went undefeated the whole season and we thought we were world beaters. We were yeah. flogging every single side that they come into us. We had, we had a really good side with the and players like Casey Pritchard, um, Danny Falala, who's just finished now, yep. Paulie Paulie. Um, well, that hard to beat, I guess. And we pretty much just beat ourselves. And Bryce Cartwright just absolutely mm. tore us to shreds that day. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was, it was pretty upsetting. We went through undefeated the whole year until lose the grand final. It was pretty upsetting. But um, we, had, we had a great side. and um, A lot of players succeed and um, go on to play first grade footy. So many First graders were superstar kids and, and a lot of people talk about Brad Fittler back in the day and he was superb or Timmy Brasher. Now it's David Fafita and Payne Haas. I don't think Bryce Cartwright gets the recognition he probably deserves because as a junior, he was near fucking invincible. Yeah, he, he was he was unbelievable. The like I said, he he, he did set um he did set beaters by himself and he was as, as skillful as they come as, mm. as you know, he was probably the same size as what he yeah. is now, uh, playing Harold Matz and Ashley Ball, and he was just had that much skill, and he was a big five eight, and he was the man mate, child, like said, wasn't he, he? He he was, he was, and he was he was hard to stop, and yeah. um, you know, he took that into his early years of first grade, and he's just in a bit of a spawn slump at the moment, but he will come out of it, I'm sure. How big an influence was your uncle Benny Elias back in those early days? Yeah, he was um he he was big for me. Especially after this, uh, after that Harold Matsy, um, he come and watched my. I remember he come and watched my GF. I didn't have the, I didn't have the best game. Yeah. And I was, you know what? I'll probably, if, if you've asked players at the moment, they'd probably say that I'm, I'm very loud and dominant and, you know, very pushy in the way I play footy. And, you know, that's how you have to be as a halfback. Yeah. And how I was as a halfback then, as the young kid at, at playing Harold Matsy's footy was, completely different and I remember he came out and watched our, our home match grand final and he sat me down after the GF and had a notebook and said um, and just went through every single bit of the game he studied it wow. that well that he went through every single bit of the game with me and um, said this is where you need to be better this is where you need to be better this is uh, what you did well this is what you did well blah 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 and just from then on I was just like fuck you know what I, I need a I need to do something. I've got, I've got the skill. I've got all these things, but I need to be pushing. That's, that's probably where I've, I've uh, it kind of come out of me where to, I had needed to be pushy with the way I played. Yeah. And um, I think, as you see in my footy, I'm a pretty, pretty vocal player. So, um, yeah, that's the, he, he was a big part, especially in that year. He was massive for me. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legend series, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. Best weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. 
they're amazing, the elite players of which Benny is one of them, how they see a game, how they read a game. It's a wonderful insight. Yeah, it's um, – mate, he was – he pretty much changed the game as a hooker. Yeah. He's so um, – any, anything that – you know, he's a, he's a Tigers great. He's probably the best best nine to play, play for the Tigers, mm. play for his country, play for New South Wales. He's, he's done everything in the game. He just – he just missed it on that premiership with yeah. that crossbar, which is still filthy on. But um, <laughs> mate, he it, the, any 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 advice that he, he goes to give me, mate, he he's played with the greatest players there. He's played with Wally Lewis. He's played with all those types of players and Mamaninga, and um, you know he's learned so much from them. So whatever he can pass on to me, it's, um, I'm full of listening. And um, you know he, especially that like I said that that year he was he was massive for me and in, in in the advice that he gave me. So Parramatta let you go. You were signed by the West Tigers, much to Benny's delight. What were your first impressions yeah. of the club? Um, well, I went to school at Holy Cross uh, yep. at Ride. So um, I had all my mates uh, playing junior footy there. So I was pretty I was pretty comfortable in, in signing there and, um, you know, just testing it out, I guess. I was pretty comfortable playing school footy with all those boys. We had some uh, pretty good successful years yeah, was at, at Holy side. Cross there. and. Yeah, we had, we had a pretty good side, so um, I was pretty comfortable in going there. I, I love the club, mate. They they were enormous for me, yep. and um, especially from all the juniors and in all the junior rep for, in the you know junior SG ball days and, yep. and things like that. They were they were massive for me. We had a great twenty side and going into first grade, but um, mate, they looked after me. They they gave me my shot, so um, yeah, can't can't back them too much at, at that stage. But um, mate, they they gave me my shot, and you know they were big for my footy and. Probably wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them, I guess. As a young bloke, what did you find most daunting or difficult in adjusting as you you tried to become a professional athlete? Yeah, um, I, ha- I had a bit of trouble with my arm. It's probably been a bit more professional, I guess. It's, I had a bit of trouble with my arm. I broke my broke my leg in uh, when I was eighteen, and it was a pretty bad injury. I come back and played twenties, and um, something just wasn't right. So I was playing two games here, two games two games off, two games here. And then um, I just didn't feel like it was right. And going, Toddy Payton was our coach actually. And I, I went up to him yeah. and I said, mate, I can't, I can't, I can't finish this year off. And um, I, he, probably, he probably thinks that I was, <laughs> I was being soft or something, pulling out in the season. But mate, I said, mate, I need to, I was going into the full-time squad the year after. Yep. So I was like, mate, I need to get myself, um, I need to get myself right. Mm-hmm. I need to get this leg right before I can go in because I really want to give it a good shot next year. The transition to grade, is it more mental or physical? Uh, I think it's mental. Yeah. To be honest, it, it, it look obviously it's a physical side as well. I was I was pretty small, so um, you know everyone was telling me that you know I need they're always on my back putting you know you need to put size on you need to put size yeah. on blah blah blah. But um, you know I was pretty it, it just didn't come to me I guess and mm. um, yeah so I, I probably had to adapt to the mental side and um, I probably I probably did that year on year off. Yeah. To be honest, and that was that was probably the the hardest challenge was being consistent. And I think if you speak to any first grader, the biggest challenge to to play first grade and coming through the grades is being consistent. Yep. I think if you if you nail that consistency, you, you're going to go far in your career. Sunday, the sixth of July, twenty fourteen, Leichhardt Oval. You make your first grade debut against Penrith Tiger number one hundred and seventy five, and you actually played fullback, filling in for a good mate of yours. Yeah, um, Teddy's bloke blew his knee out the the week before against. Um, actually, you know what? I, I, he he blew his knee out, and I um, 
I was meant to make my debut two weeks before that. So we had the the twenties origin game, okay. and um, and I've it, it, if you look it up, I've just gone and said something that I shouldn't have said, and um, I've got I got suspended for two yes. weeks because it come it come across <laughs> come across the uh, the ref's mic. So I actually I was meant to verse the Roosters, and um, that was meant to be my debut game. So they lost the boys lost by about fifty. So I was pretty much lucky that I didn't <laughs> make my debut that day. But uh, mate, two two weeks later, like you said, um, Sunny Arbor at Leichhardt Oval, and I was filling in for, for for Teddy who blew his knee out a couple of weeks ago, and um, mate, it was it was a dream come true. I'd Sunny Arva, Leichhardt Oval. I've I've been there so much as a young kid watching games, and uh, to make my debut there in front of all my my friends and family was was enormous. And we were unlucky to not to get the win, but um, yeah, it was a it was the start of something. And you know, I can't thank the club enough for for giving me that debut. I guess. What are your fondest memories of that day? Was it because your family oh. was there? Was it because you were playing footy? Was it because you're at Leichhardt, or or what was it? I I remember going out and we were watching the. I was watching the twenty. Obviously, I was still eligible to play yeah. for the twenty. So I was watching. Went out and watched all my all my mates that were playing um, just before. And I remember sitting down on the uh, on the bench and just looking around. It was sunny. Arvo. I was in my yeah. suit and. Um, I just looked at the hill and I go, fucking hell, I'll go, I'm, yeah. out. I'm actually, I'm actually going to play. And, um, man, it was just, I remember just exactly now I'm getting goosebumps as I'm thinking about wow. it now, just looking at that hill and, um, thinking, fuck, I'm, I'm actually going to play. And- yeah. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series. We have corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. For further information on how you can become part of the team, go to the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit the sponsorship tab. Mick Potter was your coach. He gave you your shot. A very smart fella, a very underrated footballer. What did Potts teach you? Yeah, Potty was um Potty was good. It was kind of lucky that um I come in and play fullback at the start. You know, Potsy's won two Dally M's yeah. um, as a, as a fullback. Mate, he he was he he was enormous. He, he gave me my shot. I can't um, thank him enough for that. And it, it, we had him not long ago at um, at Parramatta, who was helping us out last year. So yep. uh, Potsy's a great man, great bloke, and um, a great coach. And yeah, he he helped me out massively as I was um, transitioning into first grade. I guess. It wasn't an easy time for the West Tigers club. The Jason Taylor era, 2015 to a few weeks into 2017. What are the best and most disappointing memories of that very eventful two and a bit years? Yeah, let me see. You know, the, the, the squad that we had there, we had a very young squad. I think the average age was 23 or something, mm. something stupid like that, 23, 24 or something like that. So, um, mate, it was we had, a, we had a great, great young squad that you know had a lot of potential, and yep. we'd show it some weeks, and we wouldn't show it the other weeks, and uh, we'd blow teams off the park one week, we wouldn't do it the other week, we get fifty put on us one week, and uh, mate, it was just consistency, and that pretty much hurt our game, and we didn't really have any older heads around the club that or around the team that that could help us out, yeah. and uh, we had Robbie Farrow there who was who was great, and um, you know Robbie was Robbie was big for. You know, transitioning into first grade, he was big for me. Mate, he even sat me down plenty of times and, um, you know, looked after me in that way and, and helped me transition into first grade. So um, he was big like that. And, you know, probably Aaron Woods was probably the biggest <clears throat> biggest influence that I had yep. that he's had on, on my career, I guess, like 
coming into first grade, he was he was massive in in that aspect. He, he always made me feel welcome and um, was always you know giving me some tips on 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 how to play footy and and what to do and how to handle pressure and just the mental side of it and things like that. So he was um, outstanding. I'm still uh, very close with him today. So, uh, but you know, the, the, the downfall was just probably how how it all panned out. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a, we had a great squad there, great young squad, and for it all to be ripped apart was pretty upsetting. But mate, that's footy, I guess. When there's unrest in a work environment, it's difficult to enjoy yourself, and it doesn't matter what the job is or what the industry is. How hard was it at times just to simply enjoy your footy? Yeah, it was. It was. It was really tough, and you know that was that was probably. That was probably a reason why everyone broke. Everyone, um, you know, the whole club split up. I guess, yep. and I mean the whole team. So, um, you know, everyone wanted to win games and come through the juniors, thinking, you know, fuck, we got a we got a good squad. We could we could really yep. do something, but, um, you know, just didn't come to it. And I think everyone was just, you know, pretty much over all this. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's mm-hmm. coming. It's you know, you want you want to start winning games. So, um, mate, it, it, it did take a toll, I, I guess, and. Um, you know, it's probably it's probably been a. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a good thing, but it, it's been good for me, I guess, in yep. in a way that it's helped me. That I'm I'm happy that I had that at the start of my career, and I could actually learn very quickly and, and transition into the Parramatta side that I'm in at the moment. So, um, you know, it was it was upsetting with how how it all panned out, yep. but also good in a way, I guess. How have you learned to deal with pressure and frustration? Is it is it something yeah. that you, you always work on? Um, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's it's always things that I'm leaning on people to to speak to about um, how to handle these situations, how to handle these certain situations. Um, you know, even if it's the leadership side of it, um, the halfback side of it, how to handle a game, yep. things like that. Um, I didn't I didn't have that until probably I I'd probably say till last year, honestly. And okay. um, I was probably coming in and out of games way too much and. I probably got that consistency finally in my game, and it's it's um, you know I had it a bit in, in 2017 when I come straight there that Brad was massive for me and in that aspect, and I think he's been probably the biggest impact on my career so far since I've I've moved from the Tigers. How how he's um, helped me develop as a player and and just taught me the the leadership side of things and and yep. obviously the game management side of things. He's he's been massive for me, and and he's just shown a lot of faith in me, and um, he's been massive for me. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back to the Tigers as we continue the journey. But Jason Taylor was sacked early in the season. Ivan Cleary came in. Had you decided it was in your best interest to move on before Ivan had arrived, or was it afterwards? Nah, not at all. So yeah, he's um, he come. I don't really want to get too much into this. I'll probably have yeah. to get into this a bit a bit after my career. But um, mate, he um, he come in and and was pretty strong. Uh, Ivan. Had his way, and you know he wanted to change the club, and yep. um, you know make his claim, I guess, at the club. And um, he's come in, and you know either pretty much pretty much laid it on the, you know, on the platter for us, and said, yep. "Mate, are you, are you are you on the bus? Or are you not on the bus?" Yeah. Pretty pretty much in those words to me. And um, mate, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of like it wasn't even sure if he was staying at the club for a few years. Yeah. That wasn't even finalised yet. Um, Mate, we needed players around us to, as a as a group to to be able to better be be better players and you know go on to succeed, I guess. And um, 
yeah, and it was just it was a bit all over the shop, but it was pretty much in those in in those words, are you on the bus or you're off the yeah. bus? And I didn't I didn't have an answer for him and yep. um mate, I, I, it was a it was a pretty big decision in in, in my life. It was mm-hmm. either you know, what was it, a four four or five year deal at, at the Tigers or or something else. Yeah. Um and that pretty much got ripped off the table after that meeting. Uh that that, that contract got ripped yep. off the table from from the club. So I was left with mm. I was left with absolutely nothing. So um my manager done really good, really, really, really well done to, to get me to wrap yeah. up a deal at Parramatta and it's been the best thing for me. We won't get into the intricacies of you and Ivan. That's unfair. Yeah. To your and Ivan's credit, neither of you actually said anything publicly to suggest that there was an issue. So as a result, because you're a high-profile athlete, how tough is it having to deal with that shit publicly? You're only 22. You're still learning about footy. You're still learning about life and everyone's got an opinion on a situation, but the two guys in the yeah. middle of a situation aren't saying shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know what? I, I, that's why I've probably got I've probably got a lot of respect for for Ivan with with how um, you know that the club came out and said all these things, but it wasn't really um, it wasn't really from Ivan's mouth or yeah. anything like that. So, um, mate, you, there's there's so much that you want to. As, as a young kid, I guess as well, I, I'm just going like, "Fuck this!" Like, yeah. what the fuck? And I go back and say something like, "Yep," um, and tell them actually fucking what really happened, you know. Yeah. And um, that was that was probably the that was probably the hardest thing. Like, I'm getting absolutely pizzled from every single yep. person thinking I've walked out on the club and and things like that. And um, you know, that's and like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into to what what really happened and and things like that. And um, yeah, so like you said, that's that's I, you know that's probably why I've got to. A, a bit of respect for for Ivan with with how he handled it, I guess, and he just moved on and got on with it, and and I got on with it as well, and it's probably been the best thing for me. Any elite athlete will tell you it takes more than just being physically fit to be at your best, and our friends at Galaxy Finance can have you at the top of your financial game. From home loans to investments and self-managed super funds, they provide complete solutions. Call Galaxy Finance on 1300 917740 and mention you heard it on Andy Raymond Unfiltered to get an obligation-free chat to see how Galaxy Finance can assist you. We'll rewind six months. In 2016, the Eels were on the back of the Kieran Foran debacle. Salary cap issues meant Junior Paulo, Nathan Peets and several others had left. They finished 14th. I'm an Eels tragic, but what the hell made this club attractive to you six months later? So all that's all that shit's happened. Yep. Um, I'm, my head is fucking all over the shop. I bet it is. I'm going fucking. Oh, what what am I doing? What what do I do? Um, I don't want to leave my mates. You know what I mean? I think we've got something going on here. Then, mate, a new coaches come in and then just absolutely, you know ruffled everyone's feathers and it's just gone all over the shop and it just it was a debacle mate it was it was fucking all over the shop so a bomb's um, gone off in the dressing room hasn't it oh a hundred percent and and mate it's uh, i went and had a meeting with um with brad and uh bernie gurr who was a ceo at the time and mate just just the meeting that i had with them and um obviously there was there was a there was a big thing with um 
with me going there and and, and how I was going to help out the side and yep. and Brad pretty much just laid it on the laid it on the table for me how, how he wanted me to play like how and everything he said just just resonated with me and yep. uh, Bernie Girl was massive for me and why why he wanted me at the club and um and I just wanted to I walked out of that meeting I remember and I, I said to um. To my manager, I said, "Mate, I need to, I, I need to get there. Like, I need yep. to get there now. Like, it just, it feels so right." And, just get the job um, done, get it signed. Yeah, just, just get it done. And and it, I just, I need, I needed to get there. And um, mate, that was that was probably that he was probably my biggest influence mm. on, on why I went to the club. And um, obviously, the, having the players there as well. Yep. Um, I also played junior footy with with Nathan Brown there as well. So at, at the Tigers and um. You know the what the footy he was playing at that stage was was unbelievable, and he was he was going to the club. Sorry, and that was in 2017. He's already played half a year or whatever there. And, um, the footy he was playing was enormous, and um, they had players like Michael Jennings who I looked up to as yeah. as a young kid, and um, always wanted to play with him. I'd um, Clinton Gutherson, who who you know he speaks for himself for how, how how professional he is, and um, I played with him obviously during the juniors and Casey Pritchard and uh, players like that. Yep, um, that I played with when I was younger. They were all at the club, and I just felt like it was the right move for me, and um, I'm just happy it got done. What about Nathan Brown, your good mate from your junior days? He's like the Benjamin Button of the weight scales. He was heavier <laughs> at 14 and 15 as little chubby Brownie <laughs> than he is now. Yeah, 100%. Uh, mate, there's, there's still some photos floating around is of, there? of him playing reserve of him playing reserve grade at, um, at the Tigers, and his, and his face is just fucking out there. Yeah. And, um, but mate, he he just plays the game at a hundred miles an hour, and 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 I love it. I, I just love playing with Bernie's one of those players that you love playing with because you see how much passion yep. he plays with, and how much it actually means to him. Yeah. To you know, when he loses a game, he's fucking off the world yep. and he's filthy, but he'll move on straight away. And he just he wants to win. He wants to win for you. Yes, and it's it's a I don't know. It's a weird way to put it, but he wants to win for you. He wants to show you that. He's he's all in. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And yep. and I just love that passion side of of the way he plays his footy. And um, you know, that's why I've I've probably been so close with him for um since my Tigers days, I guess. For a halfback, a hooker or a fullback joining a new side is difficult enough, but mid season, mate, that is a massive change. You've got different coaching, different plans, different calls, different players inside, outside, yeah. different theories. What stood out when you arrived at Para? Yeah, it was um, it was pretty it was pretty challenging uh, to be honest. I had to I had to I had a fair few meetings. Brad chucked me a game plan, boom, and I dead set walked around the house with that for fucking really? however, however long, just yeah. reading the thing, reading the thing, um, watching. I ended up watching some. I think they were playing. They were playing the next day or something like that. And okay. um, I remember watching their game and watching what they're doing, where what spots they get into on the field. Um, how they were doing it, and and it, it actually made my transition going into the into the team a lot easier. But uh, my first couple of weeks, I think I think Normie Normie did his knee that week. I'm pretty sure Normie did his knee that week, and then I had to go in. So I was like, "Fuck!" There's even more pressure yeah. on me now. I'm, man, I had to jump in there as a seven and pretty much take control of the team straight away first week in. And um, we didn't have the we didn't have the best of games. I didn't have the best start to to my Parramatta career. Yeah, we we lost that game anyways, and um, I got absolutely pissed. I remember, and um, there was an article one of the one of these media one of these media um, 
these media blokes wrote, wrote an article and it was a fucking absolute lie. It was a, just, he wrote these stats down and it was just a complete lie. And Brad brought me into his office the next day and he goes, mate, I'm just going to let you know right now I'm going at this bloke. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Mate, he just, from that moment on, I just wow. was like, mate, this bloke's the best thing ever. And um, he just looks after his players. That's how much he, he cares does. about his players. And, um, you know, I'd only known him for two or three weeks or something. And, um, yeah, that's how much I, lo- I love that side of it. And, you know, we went on 2017, obviously, is, um, you know, went on to, to play some pretty good footy. For the home and away rounds, you must have been thinking, this is awesome. You finished in the top four. You were finally playing finals footy. But the side yeah. went 0-2 in the finals, a two-point loss to Melbourne, an eight-point loss to the Cowboys who were on that roll. Hard to swallow that fortnight? Yeah, it was it was really hard. We um we thought we had Mel- I think we I think we went in the half time leading against Melbourne in that in that first semi. As you know what Melbourne's like, yeah. they just went bang, bang, they scored these these amazing tries. Yeah, they went through about thirteen sets of hands. They scored two of those and and we were just like fuck. Before we knew it, we were behind on the la- on the on the scoreboard. And um, made a t- if you give a, a lead like that to a Melbourne side in Melbourne, um, they're going to be hard to run down. And uh, I think they ended up winning by what, two or two, two or four points or something like that. And um, it was a, it was a great experience. The crowd was unreal. Playing my first finals game was um, something special. And um, to be able to play against those types of players, I guess. And you know, the Smiths, the Slaters, the Cronks, and um, those types of players was, was unreal. Want to know what's coming up on the Legend Series? Stalk us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Andy Raymond. You're still only a young man at this time. It had been an amazing 12, 18 months with a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and, and no doubt an emotional roller coaster. Off the field, what did you learn about yourself over this period? Um, I look back on it now, and the biggest thing I learned was probably, you know, how to handle the media. Um, you know, I was get I was getting you know pizzled from left, right, center, mm. and people coming at me, people asking me questions, and um, I, I had to really learn quickly how to how to handle the media. Yeah. And um, my management was probably the best thing for me at that stage, but they they helped me out a, a fair bit in, yep. in how how to handle the media and and um you know what to say and things like that. And they were they were massive for me, and mm. um that they probably helped me the most in that situation was was how to how to respond to people. Don't don't show too much because then yep. they'll just you know they'll take one little thing and make it a big article, and yep. th- that's going to be the headline. They just want you to slip up one little bit, and yep. um. Mate, they were massive for me, and it was probably that was the biggest thing I learned was how to handle the media, and then and then block it all out, and then go play good footy. And I pretty much did that in, in the twenty seventeen season. Did you ever feel the pressure of the curse of Peter Sterling? So good was he, so high that he set that bar. It's been very tough on a lot of eels halves in the years since. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really feel anything like that. Hey, eh? I didn't. I didn't think anything like that when I signed at the club, and yeah. even playing that that at the start, I didn't didn't think of it at all. And um, I don't think it was really. It was pretty much it was spoken a fair bit when I first signed, and then, yeah. um, but then, mate, it, it pretty much died away. Like yeah. like if you're winning games, all those headlines go away, and and things like that. So that's that's what we were doing. So um, you know, I pretty much found if if you're winning games, you're shutting everyone up, I guess, and. 
Um, it wasn't to be in 2018, I guess, but he's copped a, yeah. a fair pizzling in 2018. But um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think of it too much in in that way. No. From the highs of 17 to the lows of 18, you guys got the wooden spoon. What went wrong, and and how did it leave you feeling? Mate, I get asked this question so much, and it's I, don't, I actually I don't know what happened. Like it just happened. We, yeah. Haynes, he's come to the club. He's bought so much in the preseason. He's been enormous for us. And uh, we've gone out. We beat we beat Newcastle by by fifty. And we go to the round one. It's round one in Penrith. We went out to a fourteen nil lead within ten minutes, uh, within twenty minutes yep. or something. And we still say this thing. We still say this thing to um to to Wang and Blake to to this day. We it was fourteen nil just before half time and. Wunger Blake has been dropped under or something and he's gone step, 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 bump, bump, gone and scored. And we've said to this day, we go, mate, you fucking ruined our whole our whole fucking season <laughs> whole here. Year. And, mate, from then on, it just went downhill. Um, but, yeah, mate, we still we still blame Wunger to that day for ruining our 2018 season. Confidence is an amazing thing. No one really knows what it is or where it sits or where it comes from or how you get it or how you lose it. But what an amazing example of confidence or no confidence that game was because the next five games, the confidence was shot of the eels and yeah. you just couldn't do anything right. Yeah. We went the next week, we versed Manly on a Sunday Arvo again. It was 45 degrees again. Terry Evans has absolutely put an absolute clinic on us in the first – 15 minutes, we were gone. We were down by 20 in the first 15 yep. minutes. He's kicked 40 20s. He's, he's gone over for a try. I think I got Simbin. I think I got Simbin twice that game. I think one for a professional foul and then one at the end of the game when I was just fucking blowing up. I, was, I don't know. We, we come in and we just go, fuck, what, what is, what's happening? Like, yep. we just didn't know. And um, like you said, we went on another, another four or five games there and, and we 0 and 6 in the, we went 0 and 6 at the start of the year before we got our first win. And, um, yeah, our season was pretty much done there straight away. You know, it's, it's pretty hard to come back from being 0-6 at the start of the year. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legend series, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. Best weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. For the most part, it's been a progression over the last 18 months. For you, for the side, in your time there, is this current side the strongest and most well-rounded side? Do you think? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, we we lost we lost some pretty good players last year. I thought, and um, in Manu Mao, who was who was massive massive part of of yeah. the whole squad since since he come to the since he come to Parramatta. Um, so it was pretty upsetting to see him go. He was he was obviously my bodyguard as well next yeah. to me. So. I felt I felt pretty safe next to him on um, on the field, and mate, he was he was enormous for for what he did for the club, and um, it was pretty upsetting to see him see him go. We've seen Tepoi Moroa go, who's, yep. who was um, at the club from from a real young age, mm-hmm. and um, you know play, players like that, seeing those players like go, and um, you know it was pretty upsetting. But we come in, we bought Ryan Madison, we bought uh, Regan Campbell Gillard, yep. and those those players have um, were massive, and um, you know where we are at the moment. I think we've got a pretty well-rounded squad. We've got the experience now um, in players. Most of our players have played over a hundred games yep. now, which um, really helps. And 
Um, we've obviously had Gutho was on the fringe of playing Origin and and Test footy last year, and um, Brian Madison was on the fringe of playing Origin. Regan Campbell Gillard has played for Australia. Uh, Junior Paulo is in the best form of his career, and um, you can I could go on about every single player in our team. Are you happy with life? Are you happy with football? Yeah, I'm loving it at the moment. Um, you know, obviously started off the year pretty pretty well, and we were on fire, I guess. And um, we've hit a bit of a form slump at the moment, but mm. um, I think what I've learned in the past couple couple of years is is not to listen to anything outside of um, your your group, I guess. Yep. Um, I think we probably, um, and probably that's where I could probably help out a lot of other players is don't listen to anything like yep. that outside of, I've learned it from the past that if you let that stuff come into your game, it, it, it'll affect your footy and um, it'll affect our footy as, as a whole team. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of advice that I, I can give probably towards um, other players and, yeah, I think we're just not gonna we're just gonna focus on what we can do and and how we win games, which is going back to being defensive side, I guess. Is this the year? I hope so, yeah. um, mate. There's some there's some there's some pretty good sides out there that are that are playing some pretty good footy. You got a, you got sides like the Roosters in Melbourne who, who are playing phenomenal footy, and um, you know Penrith obviously who, who've been outstanding. So, um, mate, those those three teams up there at the yeah. top of been unreal and uh, they'll be hard to knock off the top but mate I, I really hope so I'd, I'd love nothing more than to win a comp at, at Parramatta and um, I can imagine what Church Street would be like when when we um, when we finally win one and it'd be a bit it'd be amazing but um, yeah hopefully this is the year mate. Been a pleasure watching you mature on and off the field and progress as well Mitchell Moses you sir are a legend. Thanks mate. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Legends series. Throughout the month of September, we're dropping a new episode every third day. Be sure to subscribe to Andy Raymond Unfiltered wherever you're listening. And to ensure you don't miss any news on what's coming up, follow our social media pages at The Andy Raymond. Dropping Thursdays, starting October 1st, it's The Weekly Wodge. It's a little bit of this... Plenty of that. A mix of the serious and the not-so. Interviews, segments, specials and special guests. If you enjoy the lighter side of the wonderful world of sport and fart jokes, you'll enjoy the Weekly Watch. Come back soon, legends.